Welcome to the I'm Done Dieting, Now What? podcast. I'm your host, Makila Pachala, a registered dietitian and body image coach. And today's topic is the three roadblocks keeping you stuck with intuitive eating. So let's get into it. And so it all starts off, right? You're done with diets. Intuitive eating sounds great. You get to eat what you want. You get to listen to your body, feel good, not binge anymore, all the things. Feel free, right? Mental space and energy and all these things. But you've done it and all it's done is made you feel like crap. And that's what we're going to talk about today is why is this happening? And to start off, this happens because when you jump into intuitive eating, your brain and your body are not on the same wavelength, especially after years of dieting. Um, you know, it takes time and practice to get your body reconnected to your brain. Um, you know, you're going straight from external cues of diet culture to listening to your body, and there's so much relearning that has to happen there. And I have an example of how this how this looks essentially. And so imagine you have, you have a best friend and you tell that best friend, I, I hate you. I don't trust you. I'm not going to listen to you. And that's what you have been doing to your body for years, years and years and years. And then all of a sudden one day you tell your friend, Oh, Hey, I love you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to listen to you. She is not going to believe you. She's going to be like, prove it. And you're going to have to prove it. And that is exactly why whenever you start this process, it feels sticky. It feels messy. Um, it doesn't just work right away. It takes time. It takes practice. And it takes relearning. And so as your brain is going from that diet mentality to the intuitive mentality, I want you to first and foremost know that this looks different for everyone. We are also different. We have different histories, diet histories, genetics, uh, environments, families, experiences. And so with that being said, this process is going to look different for everyone. It's not cookie cutter. We're, go we're going away from cookie cutter. Diet culture's cookie cutter. This is not. And so that is first and foremost what is setting the stage is that your journey is not going to look like anyone else's. And so as you're moving towards that more intuitive gray space, there are three main roadblocks that are going to keep you stuck. And so let's get into those three. Starting with number one is unrealistic expectations. Most times we start turning intuitive eating into a diet because our brains are so wired with that black and white mentality of there's a right and wrong way to do this. So we take these intuitive eating principles and we're like, okay, this is what it's supposed to be. Let me, let me be an A plus student and do this perfectly. You try to become the perfect intuitive eater. This can also be if you have perfectionist tendencies, you may find yourself doing this. So a few examples of, you know, unrealistic expectations is, you know, that expectation that intuitive eating is never overeating and intuitive eating is wanting mostly balanced meals or it's eating only when you're hungry, stopping when you're full or leaving food on your plate or leaving one cookie in the box. And also it can be that time component of, oh, I should be able to habituate foods and stop binge eating in a few weeks, or this should only take three to six months. And then I should start craving vegetables and fruits and balanced meals. And in that process, I probably am going to lose some weight. 
those are all unrealistic expectations that create this black and white, right and wrong with intuitive eating. Because what happens when you've been doing this for a few weeks and you still want a piece of cake every night? What happens if you still overeat? What happens if you overeat or you overeat and you feel guilty and you feel shame for feeling guilty because you know you're not supposed to? Um, you know, what if you do end up cleaning your plate every time? And that's where these unrealistic expectations will get you stuck feeling like you're failing at intuitive eating. And that's just not correct because this looks different for everyone. And roadblock number two is mental restrictions. And so ultimately when it comes to intuitive eating, you're eating enough, you're eating consistently throughout the day, you're doing all the physical stuff, bringing the things in the house, all the sweets, all the cookies, but you're still overeating, you're still binge eating, you're still feeling guilty and all the things. And this is probably due to mental restrictions. And this is something that we tend not to look at whenever we're doing this. And mental restrictions, some examples are, you know, having to have a balanced plate at dinner. So you get to dinner, you're like, oh, you know what? I really want just mashed potatoes and a steak. But then that little voice pops into your head and says, oh, okay, you should probably have a, you should probably have a vegetable there. And so then you go for the balanced plate, you end up feeling unsatisfied, and then you keep going back for more. Um, and that's an example of a mental restriction because you went with what you should have versus what you wanted. Another example of this is, okay, I'm allowed to have the cookies. I just can't have too much, or I just can't have more than a sleeve of Oreos, right? That is a mental restriction that is keeping you stuck eating more than you actually want. Uh, another example is, let's say an hour after lunch, you're hungry again and you think to yourself, oh, I shouldn't still be hungry. I just ate something. So I'm just going to push it off. Again, you think you shouldn't be hungry an hour after lunch when maybe your body was just, is just hungrier that day, right? That's another mental restriction, keeping you out of your body and in diet culture, in those rules, in those external things that are ruling when, what, and how much you eat. And all of those things can keep you from trusting your body, building, building that trust and, and honoring it. And so also there's that piece of, you know, another mental restriction is the lack of body trust in general of you don't trust yourself to have more than a normal portion of cookies. You don't trust yourself to stop eating sweets once you start. And that trust is essentially something that keeps you from giving yourself permission to push through these mental restrictions and get to that place where you start feeling good with food. And the third and final hurdle is the fear of weight gain. And before I speak to this, I wanna first and foremost acknowledge my privilege. I live in a straight-sized body and it is much easier to heal in a straight-sized body than it is to heal in a larger, larger body. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that it's still not hard, but it's definitely easier because we live in a world where weight bias is real. It is harder to exist in a larger body. And so within that fear, you will continue to not give yourself full permission to eat what you want, listen to your body, trust your body because of this fear. And, you know, this fear is wrapped up in so many different things. It's fear of health, fear of what if other people judge me or think I let myself go or, you know, I'm uncomfortable 
whenever I, I gain weight. And all of that requires an individual deep dive into your beliefs about health, your values, all those things. But ultimately, is the fear of weight gain worth continuing to have this unhealthy relationship with food? Because your fear of weight gain, think about how long you've either feared weight gain or pursued weight loss. No matter what, it's always been there. So it's not going to go away overnight no matter what you do. But there are ways to move through it. And so once you are able to deep dive into this fear and understand why you fear waking and move through it, you'll be able to lift those mental restrictions and give yourself permission. That way you can get to that place where, you know, you're able to have a piece of cake and move on or a few pieces of cake and move on. You're able to find what intuitive eating feels like for you and feel confident and good. And so bottom line, remember, you are learning a whole new skill with intuitive eating after years and years of not trusting or listening to your body. Intuitive eating looks different for everyone. Relearning how to listen and trust your body takes time. It takes permission, experimentation, and ultimately learning how to shift from that judgment to curiosity and compassion. So again, that all takes so much time. And so if you listen to this and you feel like you need more help, I encourage you to check out the link in my show notes for my wait list for my upcoming Food and Body Peace program. I would love to support you on your journey to food and body peace.